Hi, and welcome to the Hootcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Liam. In this episode, we're talking about how cool social media managers are. Really? Cool? You mean hardworking? Cool because they are hardworking. Anyways, social media is still a relatively new job. And as you might guess, social media managers get asked to do a lot of weird things usually by people who don't really know what they do. We're talking to Director of Marketing at Finan Creative, Kelsey, and Social Media Manager at Shopify Plus, Gab, about their experiences in the industry. Seasoned experts. That they are. We hope you enjoy the episode. So what are some of the things that people get wrong about your role? Like what they think you do? I think that social media managers, because it's such a new position, a lot of young women who just came out of university started doing social media management. And so people don't take it seriously and they don't think that it's a hard job, which it actually is very difficult and it is just like traditional marketing. So people think it's easy. Yeah. So that's an assumption. Yeah. It's an assumption that it's easy. Anyone can do it. Exactly. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's it's much harder than it looks Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people that are doing it are making it look a lot easier than it is. Yeah I think a lot of the assumptions come with like how people experience their own social media and their personal stuff they're like if I can manage my own Instagram feed then obviously I'd be able to post for a company but there's a lot of different thought and consideration obviously that goes into the content that you're posting on behalf of a company how does it like properly portray the brand Um, all of that stuff to kind of consider. Like, we're not just sitting there posting memes all day. And I think, like, this probably happened in the same way when, like, email marketing became a bigger thing where people didn't really take it seriously. But, I mean, that's, like, the biggest source of revenue for a lot of companies for email. So, like, social is just another channel that you do your marketing on. And so your marketing just needs to be catered properly for those channels. So you must get asked some weird questions from people who aren't that familiar with what social media managers do. What's a, what's a common question that you get that you just wish people would stop asking forever? The main one that pops out to me is when people ask, like, there's, like, some sort of holiday or, like, National Donut Day or National whatever, and they're like, why don't we post about this? I'm just like, this has zero business value, has nothing to do with what we're trying to do or what our customers or potential customers are trying to do. It just devalues us. And, like, for some companies that does make sense, for sure, but not for everything. So I think sometimes people don't make those considerations of, yeah. like, what what should our brand look like? I think it assumes too that you don't have like a calendar and a plan already built out mm-hmm. that you're just like, you know, day by day, just making stuff up, yeah. whatever goes yeah. on there. Like it's not <laughs> taking into account that like many jobs, you are being strategic and planning ahead and like forecasting and stuff and that you've probably already taken into account National Donut Day and decided it's not relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. Like it's not that you haven't already thought about it. Do you think that misunderstanding stems from people thinking that social needs to always be reactive and hilarious or massively popular? I feel like anyone that doesn't know anything about marketing just thinks that you can just make this funny video and maybe put some spend behind it and you'll get a viral video, Mm -hmm. uh, which is not the case. Mm -hmm. And it can be put a lot of pressure on us, but we just like snap back and say like, hey, what value are you getting from this viral video? What is what's your actual goal? Always go back to those goals and those key KPIs. Totally. People ask about the performance of something. 
And I find it always like when I'm trying to explain, oh, like it did really well. And they're like, well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And so it really depends on the context of the post. So I'm like, if it was something that was intended to be like a pure awareness piece and we just wanted people to like and engage with it, then, okay, it was successful for that. But if we really wanted people to click through and sign up for a webinar or an event, then like that would be my way to describe success. It's just so different depending on what it is. What you're measuring is different than what people think. Is that pretty typical? I mean, social itself just has to be pretty reactionary. Like, you have to be ready to kind of see how things are working out or playing out in the real world mm -hmm. if there's something that you need to kind of play off of. Mm -hmm. But people don't understand the time that it takes to create certain assets or videos or shorten things for certain channels or just might not understand all the work that goes into something. Or someone asks to add a story series, mm -hmm. and not just one where it's like a candid in front of a camera, but one that has, like, is fully designed, has great copy. Like, people think that that takes no time, and that takes up a lot of my day, for mm -hmm. sure. And that goes back to, like, people thinking because social is so accessible and because they use it personally, that somehow that translates to being like the same amount of time on a business side. Exactly. Like someone's like, oh, I can write my own Instagram caption. But when it comes to writing an Instagram ad or writing the copy for an ad or something like that, you have to be way more strategic about yeah. mm -hmm. what's going to make someone click through or what makes someone really want to sign up or whatever your CTA is. Do people ever ask you to uh, get like a celebrity sponsor for your content? Like, let's get JLo on this. <laughs> Yes. Obviously, it's something that as a social media marketer, you think about like, you're like, how can we get more clout? Like, how mm -hmm. do people like, how do we get noticed? But it's not always the right fit in terms of like, just legal things and just those brands not wanting to work with us. Like, it's not just up to us to pull the trigger and be like, let's work together. Some of the brands that we um, that we do work with, they have influencer programs to get the word out, obviously. And I find that it's such a sketchy kind of industry mm -hmm. like actually recently we had one of our clients um they did a giveaway with an influencer unnamed influencer that she had like 40,000 followers and averaged about 1600 likes per post seems legit mm -hmm. she got 20 entries on the giveaway because everything was bought everything yeah. like she bought her followers her like she was um, part of an engagement pod. Yeah, or like <laughs> Russian bots. I don't know. You have to be careful about who you partner with. And just because they have a big following on social, that doesn't mean, A, that it's real or that it's going to have a benefit to your brand. Like yeah. picking the right partnership, I feel like, mm -hmm. is, a, is pretty important. It's, it's super important because you want to make sure that this person is speaking on behalf of your company the correct way. And totally. that they're not going out and doing something shady on their next post. Yeah, shady is never ideal. But it's crazy how much has changed in the industry that this is something that you even have to think about as part of your job. Shady influencers. Yeah, so what are some of the biggest changes you've seen happening in your industry? I can't always go back to Instagram. They just keep adding more ways to post. Like, there's not just the feed anymore. There's stories. There's IGTV. Like, it's just taking up too much of my time, personally. <laughs> there's, there's the highlights. People yeah. have too much to choose from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. And, but then we also have, like, so much pressure to make all this content. It's only one platform, but there's three different formats. Right. Yeah. So do you make the same content for those, like, three different 
types of platforms or do you only post certain things in the feed, certain things in the stories, certain things in IGTV? Yeah, I mean, I think like the main networks have stayed the same. Like people still generally focus on like Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And then each of those have their very specific purposes and which audience you're trying to speak with. I think the biggest change, like the first thing I thought of was things around privacy and algorithms and how people are consuming content on different feeds. And I think that's definitely affected how I think of creating content for different things. I think, yeah, I think that would be the biggest change. And then as far as like paid becoming a huge player in the last like three to five years, I think that's really changed how people approach how they do their social and how they think of reaching people and how they think of reaching more targeted audiences. And I think the content just feels different when it has paid behind it somehow. So Mm -hmm. you have to be very conscious of Mm -hmm. how it looks and how people will interact with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be the biggest change, I'd say. So that was Kelsey and Gab sharing some of the weird things that they get asked to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I learned a lot, like how it might have been a mistake to ask our social media manager to help turn me into a meme. <laughs> when did you do that? Uh, just before we recorded this. Oh, that makes sense. Well, that's our show for today. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>